I'm Ann Croker, writing coach. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. If you're a regular, welcome back. Today you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to the Ann Croker Writing Coach Podcast, and this is episode 266, Never Go to Bed Without a Story to Tell. Never go to bed until you have a story to tell, says Kevin Lynch, creative director at Oatly. I heard him interviewed on a podcast, and I literally stopped jogging to write down what he said about that daily story. He said, it could be a deep thing that you learned. It could be a movie that you saw. It could be a way you took home. It could be a conversation that you had. It could be anything. And indeed, we can live a so-called storied life without a celebrity-level lifestyle full of famous people and fabulous soirees. We're living story-worthy moments each day. We simply need to notice them and capture them. Every day, we have understated interactions and flashes of insight that create meaning. In fact, simpler, subtler, more relatable stories can captivate readers far better than wild escapades that don't show any change. These daily stories serve as fodder for our work, weaving in to what we write as anecdotes, illustrations. Sometimes they serve as a narrative spine of a full-length project. Thus, the more stories, the better. And as Kevin observed in that interview, capturing a story each day will give us 365 stories every single year. To start your story collection today, try these three ways to ensure that you have a story to tell by the time your head hits the pillow tonight. So the three ways are, number one, reflect to discern your story-worthy moment from the day. Two, create a story worth telling before closing your eyes for the night. And three, gather memories that come to mind and use those as story prompts. So, number one, reflect on the day to discern your story-worthy moment. In his TEDx talk, on his podcast, in his book Story Worthy, and at his blog, storyteller Matthew Dix invites every person, not just writers, to document their most story-like moment from the day for what he calls homework for life. He takes five minutes at the end of each day and thinks back, what made this day different from all the rest? The idea is so simple. He writes just a sentence or two, sometimes a string of words and nothing more. Then later, when he has time to write it out in full, he's got what he needs to bring back that memory from that day, the moment that he chose to document. With his homework for life, we note the small discoveries, the daily surprises, those meaningful moments that we don't want to lose. In other words, these daily stories don't need to be earth-shattering events. They can be quiet, understated, internal shifts. Now, he keeps his in a spreadsheet, which makes it really easy to search keywords and find connections and themes from year to year. Begin this process, and you'll be transformed by seeing how ephemeral interactions, observations, and moments are actually filled with meaning. That a day that seems like any other day is packed with specificity. We are living stories every single day. Number two, create a story worth telling. The next way to avoid going to bed until you have a story to tell is to create a story. That's what Kevin Lynch says. He suggests if someone asks, how was your day? And you don't have a story to tell them, 
go create one. He continues, by doing so, it pushes you out of your comfort zone and kind of gets you used to doing a little more experimentation and being vulnerable and putting yourself in vulnerable places or situations. (laughs) So what story would you create before bed? Would you read a surprising story? pull off a stunt, record a silly video with a family member, send an email to someone famous? Or maybe the story you plan to tell before going to bed isn't something that happened on that day. Maybe it's a memory, and that's what you will create for that day. If so, this next approach will be worth incorporating into your daily storytelling habit. Three, gather memories to use as story prompts. During the holidays, as an example, you might string some lights and stir up mugs of cocoa, and the next thing you know, you're flooded with memories. Some might be these magical childhood Christmas mornings. Others might be from hard years of loss. When you're in the company of loved ones and you're chatting amidst familiar aromas and you're eating from heirloom dishes laden with classic family favorites, these memories resurface. Now we can bat them away, and live in the moment, or because we're writers and storytellers, we can share that memory as a story with those people who might enjoy the nostalgia. We can do that right on the spot, or we can jot down those details and return to them later and craft them into a story to slip into our projects. So how can we capture those memories? Well, you might recreate in vivid detail last year's trip to a Christmas tree farm, or you might recall only some fuzzy mental snapshots of opening Christmas stockings when you were six years old. Either way, these are memories that you want to grasp, to collect. And they're packed with multi-sensory textures, colors, fabrics, foods, smells, sounds, and sights. For a moment, pretend you're a cinematographer filming your mind. Imagine turning around 360 degrees within that memory. What and who do you see as you pan that space? What's in the center of the memory's frame? What else can you see? What colors and fabrics and foods and smells and sights and sounds do you capture in that pan around the memory? Record enough details and you'll be able to flesh it out later when you've got time to write. And as I said, the memories might be positive and uplifting, but some may bring up a twinge of pain or the weight of grief. Now those can be crafted into unforgettable stories. They can demonstrate growth, resilience, hope, and healing. Writing out the story flowing from a hard memory, it can be cathartic and healing. However, if a memory stirs up trauma of any kind, exercise great caution And absolutely avoid revisiting a traumatic event that would trigger a response. I hope you do start collecting your daily stories in whatever way makes the most sense on that day. When you commit to telling a story by the end of the day, your story collection is going to expand and provide material for the rest of your life. As, again, Kevin Lynch pointed out, it gives you a raft of stories. You do that for a year and you probably have 300 plus stories. As you're kicking around concepts for an assignment, or you're in a presentation, or you're trying to connect with a potential client or what have you, you've got a lot of things to draw from. As writers, we want a lot of things to draw from. So whether you tell the story about something that happened on that day, you create a story 
and make it happen, or you remember a story from your past, you can live a storied life. You can build that raft of stories to draw from for your creative work. So wind down your day with at least one memorable moment. And don't go to bed without a story to tell. I'm Ann Croker cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear everywhere we may meet. At my website, here on this podcast, in your inbox, or even in person, I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You can get coaching in your inbox by subscribing to my coaching newsletter. Head over to annkroker.com slash connect. Thank you for being here.